Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, it's another Growing in Grace program. Joel Brzezinski here and Mike Kapler is with me. And Cap, I gotta tell you, I am pumped. Do you know what you want to know why I'm pumped? Um, you struck oil. So, <laughs> that's pretty good off-the-cuff thinking there, Cap. Hey, I'm pumped <laughs> because I just heard the greatest sermon in the world. I mean, the pastor was up there telling me all the stuff that I got to go out and do and show the world I'm a, I'm a better Christian. I've rededicated myself to the Lord, Cap, and I'm going to be out there doing all the stuff that I'm supposed to do. I'm going to get out there. Oh, just hold on a second. It's gone. I'm not pumped anymore. I'm sorry. The flesh just couldn't sustain it this time. <laughs> okay, so that was lame, but... <laughs> You're funny. When you said that just a second ago, I thought you were going to stop recording. <laughs> oh, hold on just a second. <laughs> I'll do it again. I, I, I thought you lost your train of thought, so I'm just sitting here, okay, he's going to start all over again. <laughs> that never happens here. <laughs> well, when it, when it comes to rededication... I'm an expert, so if anybody has any questions about that, feel free to write to me sometime. Send it to Cap and care of Facebook.com or something. I don't know. But seriously, that's something I had done quite a few times, Joel, during the uh, legalistic years in my life, rededicating my life because I couldn't do it good enough. For a while, I thought I could. And sometimes, you know, I would, I would go on pretty long stretches where I, I sort of felt like I was in sync with my Christian walk, you know, doing what I'm supposed to be doing for the most part. But eventually, you know, you kind of get to the point where you just don't know where you stand with God anymore. And especially hearing sermons like what you were just talking about and rededicating, that was, that was something I did over and over again. I probably did that more than uh, a lot of people try to quit smoking. You know, some people, I've never smoked, but some people say, well, quitting smoking is easy for me. I, I've done it dozens of times, and that's kind of what it was like for me when I rededicated my life <laughs> to the Lord quite a bit. Well, yeah, you say you, you'd go on long stretches, and it, what it ends up is you end up on a long stretcher. Because <laughs> you just pass out. You can't do it anymore. You throw your hands up in the air. Lord, what do you want from me? And uh, what he really wants is just you. You know, he just wants us, and uh, he wants to love us. He wants to do some great stuff through us. There's no question about that. But he's not asking us. He's not looking to us and our dedication, you know, dedicating our strengths and our abilities. Because in the end, you know, our strengths, our strength runs out. We get weak. And in the end, any attempts that we make will ultimately end in failure. And it's all moot anyway because... He's relying upon his own strength and his own abilities working in and through us. Yeah, and you know what I was referring to about rededication, for those who, who might be new to the Grace Walk, new to our program, what I mean is you don't have to go through life constantly rededicating your life to God. That, he's not interested in that. I, I know that's kind of a, a common thing, especially in evangelical circles, but it isn't necessary anymore. That's not the topic of our program today, but maybe we can kind of branch off of that because I think we uh, left off, Joel, with the question last time, don't we have responsibilities as Christians? And what would be your first thought to that, Joel? 
Yeah, you know, that's a good question because, like I was uh, bringing up at the beginning uh, of the program, so many sermons and, and so many teachings in the church are along that line. They teach us that we need to go out there and be responsible to do all the things that God has called us to do, and so on and so forth. And uh, we've got a little bit of a, a different take on that, and kind of stealing some thoughts from Steve McVeigh and Paul Anderson Walsh. I think it was through them first that I heard this, that God doesn't call us to be responsible but rather he has made us response-able. He has made us able to respond to his love and his grace and his working in and through us. It's not so much that we're responsible to get things done for him, but rather that what he does, his work, his own strength, his own abilities, he works in and through us, and we're able to respond and kind of work alongside him in the things that he does, uh, resting in his strength and in his abilities. Yeah, it's it's what you just said. It, we respond to him. It, it's a response. We talk about responsibility and being responsible, um, and that's that's absolutely right. Because now the the life that we live in Christ, and the life that He lives through me, whatever I do, Joel, I'm, I'm trusting in Him to do through me. So, do I make decisions? Of course. Uh, do I have actions that I, I I make on my own? Of course I do. But I, uh, hopefully, as I focus on him and his life in me as as I trust in that life that he has given me then I, I'm I'm doing things out of a response to that not taking on responsibility myself like what I used to do when I was constantly rededicating my life I, I felt that I was supposed to be responsible for um, certain work that was supposed to take place when it's really Christ working through me as as the Apostle Paul said I will not boast about anything that the Lord hasn't done through me. Exactly. The, the implication there, Joel, is that Paul did some things that weren't necessarily done by God working through him, but that's not what Paul was going to boast in. He wasn't going to boast in his own efforts. He was going to boast in what Christ did through him. That doesn't mean that there weren't things Paul uh, didn't do based on, out of his own efforts and his own work, his own actions, his own decisions, but he wouldn't boast on those things. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't his own workings, his own strivings that uh, that he depended upon, and that he boasted in. But it was really the Lord. When it all comes down to it, it's Jesus Christ plus nothing uh, that we boast in, and His work that He does in and through us. And you know, somebody asked me about there's there's a passage here in First uh, Corinthians nine, and it kind of it looks at first glance like it's uh, the opposite of what we're talking about here. It's something that Paul said, and and sometimes Paul says some things that you you know you kind of put a question mark with it. But yet, when you look at the whole context of what he's saying, I think things kind of become clear. You know, Paul was a person who had a lot of zeal. I think I think his just his overall nature, the way that he was wired, was a zealous person. Some people aren't like that. I'm not necessarily Mr. Zeal. I, I'm not the type of person. I, I'm, I'm more laid back. I'm more casual uh, in, in the, the things that I do in my disposition. And the Lord works right through that. He, he, he you know, he uses that. But something that Paul had said in 1 Corinthians 9.27, he says, But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others I myself should become dis disqualified. You know, the, what? What? He disciplines his body and brings it into subjection? You look at the context here, and just real briefly on this, Paul's talking about his preaching of the gospel. Uh, if you look at the whole uh, passage beforehand, you know, most of chapter 9, he's talking about how he's been called to preach the gospel. He becomes like other people so that he may win all. He says that he may, to the weak I became 
weak, that I might win the weak. To those who were under the law, I, I became like those under the law, that I might win those who were under the law. To those who are without the law, I became as those without the law, that I might win those who are without the law. The whole thing that he's getting at here is that he does all of this stuff. He disciplines himself to do this type of thing because of his great zeal for the gospel. It's not like he's calling all Christians to do the things that he does, but he, he's saying as his response to this this zeal that he has for the gospel, he does all of these things. And it's it's not so much that he's saying, you've got to get out there and you've got to strive and you've got to do the things that I did. You've got to discipline yourselves to get out there and, and, and win all people. He's not saying that everyone needs to do it. He's just saying, I believe what he's saying here is that uh, he's free. He says, for though I am free from all men, I've made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. But what he's saying is that because he has such a zeal for people to come to the Lord and, and to know this glorious good news, he disciplines himself. And, and what, I'm tr- what I'm getting at here, in case I haven't gotten it through, is that all of it is because he's responding to his own wiring, the way that uh, God is working in and through him to preach the gospel to all. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, you know, I'm I'm th- I'm even thinking about the word responsibility with that question we started out with, Joel. Aren't we to take on certain responsibilities as believers in Christ? I'm just looking at the definition, not necessarily the the Greek definition, but just from Webster's dictionary, the definition of the word responsibility or being responsible. A couple of different things I'll extract here because there's a bunch of them, but it says responsible for the job. When I say job, what do you think of? Hmm, something that you need to do, work. Work, exactly. Responsible for the job. Liable to legal review or, in case of fault, to penalties. Able to answer for one's conduct and obligations. <laughs> uh, that, and now, I'm, I'm, if that's what responsibility means, now I'm going back to taking on something that Christ already took on himself. Mm-hmm. And finally, another uh, definition for the word responsibility. Able to choose for oneself between right and wrong which uh, kind of takes me back to the garden between the, t- the trees uh, that Adam and Eve were next to. And, and so there, there's some things here that, that really refer to work, perhaps open to, to penalties. If I'm at fault, I have to be able to answer for my own conduct, my own obligations. Now, some of this takes place in this life, but the good news here, the good news, meaning gospel, the gospel has placed all of this kind of stuff onto Christ himself. And so when it comes to these kinds of responsibilities from a spiritual sense, Jesus took it on, and I don't have to anymore. You know, the disciples, we've talked about this before, the disciples asked Jesus, what should we do to do the works of God? And Jesus, his reply was simply, believe on him who sent me. Have you ever heard the phrase, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself? Well, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. I'll bet God might have been the first one to say that. <laughs> I think there's, a, unfortunately, a lot of Christians who are thinking, well, if God wants something done right, uh, well, I need to do it. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Well, that is the mentality that a lot of Christians have. And so we take on a responsibility, and I think it still comes back to sometimes we think we have to uphold our end of the deal. I might think, for example, that I am in covenant with God, and now I have a responsibility. God has done his part. Now I have to do my part. I have to meet him halfway. 
Uh, and that's the mentality, whether it's that descriptive or not, I don't know, but that's the mentality a lot of people have, consciously or not. The good news here is that that, that isn't the case at all. This new covenant that we talk so much about, God didn't set up a covenant with you and me. He set it up with Jesus, his son. He's the one who, who fulfilled the covenant that was necessary. Yeah, and our job, getting back to that word, and, and our work, you know, in this new covenant life where we're in union with Christ, our job, our work is to believe. Our, our work is to rest and to trust. And as we do that, we'll find that God is working his works in and through us. I mean, I, I think that he does it because it's not as if we can stop God from doing what he, whatever he wants to do, <laughs> but we can make it so much easier on ourselves if we'll simply uh, stop and uh, renew our minds in the truth that it's not our striving, it's not our work and our strength and our abilities that God is depending upon. It's really his own work that he's going to do and that he is doing in and through us. I think we could really do ourselves a favor by resting and relying upon the work that God himself does in and through us. And while Cap, changing gears uh, just a little bit here, you know, with all the things that go on in the world, you know, there's a lot of good things that happen and there's also a lot of tragedy, bad things that happen, such as the recent earthquakes in Haiti. Do these things happen because God is judging people, because God is angry, or does it have nothing to do with that? Cap, you and I are, we stand firm in the proclamation that no matter what happens in this world, good or bad, God is good. And we'll talk about that next week, right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.